the Huddle with your host, Charles Bonds Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. This thing belongs to Mr. Roney, belongs here, and let's see if we can bring this damn thing back here next year, along with the Super Bowl. Here we go. The game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers did it the hard way. With the 10th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devin Bush, linebacker Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. Well, of course, yours truly, Charles the Prodigy Richie, as you can catch me every Mondays and Wednesdays throughout the week, typically at 6.30 p.m., but lately I had to start a little bit later, at, uh, a little after 7 p.m. Uh, due to some circumstances going on. Once again, I hope everyone is continuing to be safe as this uh, coronavirus seems to continue to get worse and worse by the day. As far as uh, with the number of deaths to- tallying up, it's been reaching all 50 states pretty much in the United States, including Puerto Rico right now. I hope everyone is definitely taking the precautionary, uh, limiting the amount of s- outside activity as much as we may want to. But uh, again, I just hope everyone is in a better spirit so far. I know yesterday was Happy St. Paddy's Day. Um had a lot of stuff I was focusing on, so hope everyone had a great St. Uh, Patrick's Day and got a chance to at least have a little bit of closure yes, yesterday with everybody has been going down. But anyway, uh, let's break right into it. Happy New League year, as is officially 100 years already passed since the NFL has been around. In about two more years, it'll be officially the, the NFL but they started off a different name, as you guys may recall. Can't remember the actual first name off the top of my head, but I do know it actually did turn into the NFL until 1922. You know, it came into existence in 1920 when we look at it, when it's all said and done. But for right now, uh, feel free to leave me your comments. We're going to go over some free agency notes that have been happening right now since uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time since it's went down. As everyone is well aware of, we have pretty much a few uh, cuts right now. Everyone just recap so far where we had the contracts of Johnny Holton. And then we also had Mark Barron, those car- Johnny Holton. And then, like I said, you also had linebacker Mark Barron. Those guys, their contracts have been terminated. I mean, basically, uh, for the time being, along with Anthony Ciccolo. Of course, we got the retirement of left guard Ramon Foster right now. Ed Bouchette seems to feel like he doesn't see any reason why not that the Steelers can't transition him into left guard, even though he's played a little bit in his career. 
Remember, this was a Steelers third round draft pick two years ago. And I really have a lot of confidence in this guy, I think, filling that position, to be honest with you. I mean, definitely, I think right now, you can, as you can see, the offensive line has been thinned. We already uh, learned also earlier today, too, that uh, B.J. Uh, Finney, who right now, this is uh, reported by FL Network's Tom Pelissero, that the Seahawks, have they are signing former Steelers offensive line and B.J. Finney to a two-year, $8 million deal per source. Uh, Spotrack notes that is including a $2 million signing bonus, $4.5 million guaranteed, and an average annual salary of $4 million. In 2020, Finney will be earning a base salary of $2.5 million and a signing bonus of $2 million while carrying a cap hit of $3.5 million and a dead cap value of 4 and a half. And a lot of people look at it too because you also got uh, Derek Watt right now who's one of the newly acquired Steelers right now. And as it was uh, confirmed too, uh, not too long ago, uh, as we uh, looked at it, I mean, when we uh, looked at it, I mean, Roosevelt Knicks, uh, Ian Rapport. No, Brian Backo, excuse me, of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette uh, reported that Steelers have announced the release of five-year veteran fullback Roosevelt Knicks. Uh, remember, the only Pro Bowl he had was back in 2017. As uh, everyone may uh, recall, uh, he had a great time in Steelers. Such a good run blocker, in my opinion, and just uh, did wonders for that offensive line right there, if you ask me. But like I said, you look at the rest of this Offensive line depth. We're gonna get ready to break it down here in just a moment, but you gotta start to really wonder because I, I even asked Brian Diardo when we were asking towards the end of our conversation. And thanks, young Brian, for calling in. Uh, glad to see you on earlier today. Sorry I missed you, but when you look at the offensive line depth on who the Steelers have, I mean, it is really critical because because I, I think right now you gotta believe. Their opening pick, I mean, it's got to be on offense. I'm not so sure if you really need another defensive guy. Obviously, the Steelers are always going to go with whoever's best available. But when you look at, like, the left guard position, I mean, Ramon Foster, who uh, has been retired right now, you seem to think that Ed Bouchette thinks that Chooks wore a core for uh, could be able to fill that that slot right there. And I, I have no doubt about that. I really do believe he could be a guy right here who could really do something. I mean, JC Hassenauer will be the guy uh, backing up with Ramon Foster, but I would like to see what Chooks could do. I really think Chooks is definitely going to be like Stan, what Stan Saver said, be a mauler because this guy right here, uh, the way I look at it, I really felt like uh, there was a be some special plans for him. I mean, it's not like the Steelers haven't been doing their their homework on their offensive line, gaining the protection over the years. But, I mean, think about it like this. I mean, this guy is 6'6", 320 pounds, a very good sizable lineman for his position when you really look at it and you really see where it's all said and done. I mean, of course, I mean, Dallas Cowboys are always, I mean, all time with the 90s, with Troy Aikman, Evan Smith, and Michael Irvin, they're always going to be noticed as one of the greatest O-lines to ever have when they won three Super Bowls in four years. I think a lot of people are always going to be looking at that as a standard, how you have a top-line offensive line. That's one of the things that made the Cowboys franchise famous 
was a history of their own line. I mean, that that is just uh, some gold right there. And I, I'd be really interested because Ramon Foster, I mean, granted, he was going to be like the scapegoat, more likely that was to be uh, cut. I mean, at this point in time, but for him to retire at this point in time, it really goes, starts to remind you how much he is more needed than ever. Then you also got to look at the pressure too right now, how much is to be expected on Sean Surrett going in year number two when we uh, look at from from Mike Munchak. So he's going to have to really, in the offseason, in my opinion, I mean, when, when you look at he's going to have to really reestablish the attitude of this old line with some younger guys. It almost seems like it was, I mean, was it meant for this way to happen? I mean, where he's got to create his own identity in some ways, I guess you could say, uh, for this. And I, I just definitely feel right now that, because remember, let's face it, they definitely need to f- fix some things in the run game, too. I mean, with uh, of course, they're still holding out hope for a guy like James Conner that he could still return to that Pro Bowl caliber form. But again, you need to have some protection, especially with a guy like Ben Rosberg coming back off of throwing elbow surgery. I think that is so highly crucial of this. But again, if any of you guys want to tune in for today's show, the number to be reached and the text lines are open. You can call me, text me, or even comment on the Facebook page. The number, as always, to reach is 312-209-2232. Again, that number is 312-209-2232. You can follow me on Twitter at ProjectRitchie. At Metasteel CJR, at On Deck CSR, Instagram, Prodigy Richie, at Prodigy Richie, lowercase, at Metasteel Nation, that's lowercase, at On Deck CSR, capital O, capital D, and all caps for the rest. You also look me up on my YouTube channel, which I'm streaming live off on right now, Metasteel Podcast. And then for all the podcasts, in case you miss a show live, you can always check me out and search me, Charles the Prodigy Richie. So feel free to shoot away at your questions right here. I'm here to take them for right now. Uh, like I said, I mean, uh, hopefully this uh, coronavirus gets well. I was hearing from Ron Cook that there, uh, it could probably be a real thing where this thing could last for 18 months. And we may have to have things shut down for a while. And, uh, I mean, talk about something that just continues to get worse each day. And I, I don't know. It just almost seems like it's like football. I mean, this is like a perfect time to be uh, talking about how they finally got their deal. So then, I mean, there's there's so, almost starting to become legitimate concern right now if the NFL season will be able to start on time, luckily. And that's coming from uh, Ron Cook of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who's also the co-host of the Cook and Joe show, as you could check them out every Monday through Friday. I want to say they air from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's on 93.7. The Fan, as everyone checks it out. And I, I really got to say, I mean, it's really unfathomable to think at this point. I, I really do believe that I mean, when we see all the stuff that has been going down with this sickness, 
everything is on the table right now, as everyone can imagine and can relate to. But let's let's start. I want to hear your uh, reactions right now, Steeler Nation. What do you guys feel about Tom Brady being out of the AFC? And now we we have to deal with the future of Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who's the new new sheriff in town. I guess you could say for the time being. Let I me mean, let's face it. I mean, to be the man, you got to beat the man. He did beat Tom Brady and the Patriots along the way in a very crucial game towards the end of the season. And where the Patriots do lose their final game of the season to the Miami Dolphins. And the Chiefs won their final game to get the first round bye clinched up. And not only that, for Tom Brady, who will have fought his last game would would have been against the Tennessee Titans in the wild card round and look at where we're at right now a lot of people right now I mean I mean think, think about this I mean you had at least 11 straight seasons of AFC East division titles I mean when, when you look at it I mean, 17 altogether in Tom Brady's career. And boy, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I got to really believe that Tom Brady definitely felt like he was uh, somewhat away frustrated. I mean, a lot of people were clinging to the fact that it was family related. They wanted to stay in the East Coast. But, I mean, one of the things too, I mean, when you really look at it, I mean, I think the thing is there's been a level of frustration that Bill Belichick has kind of has definitely lowballed Tom Brady numerous times. And I just feel like uh, Tom Brady definitely feel like he had a sticking point right now. I like the fit that he's going with a guy like Bruce Arians right now. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's going to be turning 43 years old this season. But, I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, this is a guy who still wants to play till he's 45 years old. He made that statement, I think, when he was uh, turning four years old. I mean, like about three years ago. And, you know, there's this one phrase I remember in high school when I was a senior. And I learned this from my uh, poetry teacher uh, who uh, did some uh, English poetry. His name was uh, Dr. K, Dr. Kosicki. Uh, if anyone's joining on here, I uh, went to St. Mary of Cashel High School. If any of you guys are happy to catch this live stream podcast right now, you'll know you'll know who I'm talking about, Dr. Uh, K. One phrase that I remember I learned big time from him, and it went like this, nothing gold lasts forever. I mean, think about that. Let that sink in for a second. Even like right now when we're like aside from like jobs, schools, bars, communities, church all that stuff that is that is happening right now before our eyes that's being put on hold forcing er- everyone to kind of like hibernate for the time being I mean no offense I mean uh if everyone feels disrespected I, my apologies I wasn't intended that way but you gotta look at is like right now we're we are learning the ultimate discipline of what's like to really uh shelter ourselves in these uh crucial moments here and I, I really like to know right now as we uh, look at it how does this work out I mean for everything that has been going on 
I mean, uh, Tom Brady right now, uh, he's uh, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're in the process of uh, finalizing his deal and everything when we uh, look at it. And I, I'd really be uh, interested to see what the Steelers do in this uh, situation here. How do they get ready to get back in the combat when it comes for a year? And uh, we'll see. Uh, for right now, I mean, it's just uh, been reported that deal has been finalized. I don't know for how much yet, but still seems to be that connection right there where he wants to bring Antonio Brown back. I'm telling you, look, I know a lot of people in the media have been uh, squashing, shutting it down, calling guys like Ron Cook or whatever or whoever. I do feel like right now a guy like Antonio Brown, believe you me, he is going to be back in the league somehow, some way. And the reason why I strongly feel that way, let's think about it. It's a business at the end of the day. You know how much uh, right now the NFL, they have been like a – then uh, keeping themselves offensive-driven league ever since go- making the league a lot safer. as well a lot more scoring totalities. I mean, this past decade. I, I really like to wonder right now, Ben Rosberger, I mean, his perspective when he's observing all this, how much does this really give him consideration for his health and well-being while especially continuing on in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely getting a lot more better, I think, revenue, in my opinion. I mean, coming up, I mean, the salary, I mean, cap for this year was supposed to be around 200 to $206 million. It's actually well short of that by about $8 million as reported. Well, it's supposed to be kicking up the next coming year, probably up to $246 million, I think some of the reports we're hearing out there. But let's get ready to uh, take a look at some notes real quick here. Uh, also, too... I mean, like uh, Derek Watt, like I said, uh, for the Steelers to be signing him right now, he's making more than double than what TJ Watt is making uh, currently on the roster. And you look at a guy like uh, TJ Watt right now, this year he was to be earning $1.73 million with a one. 1.218 million dollar uh signing bonus. Uh his uh cap hit for the Steelers would be two point nine ninety-five million dollars with a dead cap hit of two point nine five ninety-five million dollars. Now remember, uh uh he he when he came to the Steelers, he had a four point eighty seven million dollar signing bonus, uh, which Nine point five three was guaranteed uh, in his career. So under this new CBA, I think it's still yet to be determined that he's going to have both years guaranteed. I mean, for for the remain one, I mean, more likely they're going to pick up his fifth year option. I mean, with him being a first round pick. I mean, it's almost pretty much off for I mean for Mally right now, but then again. Do they uh, tag him for these next two years? And we'll see where that goes. My answer is I would not be surprised. Obviously, he, he definitely wants to be taken care of. You definitely got to believe his brother, J.J. Watt, is going to be uh, trying to go a bat for his brother, make sure he gets the deal a fair uh, deal and shake here at this point.
I mean, obviously, you don't want to be going in there empty-handed. And I think for what you did right now, earning your first All-Pro appearance in your third year, I think you definitely want to be make sure your brother and your sibling is well taken care of. Especially what he had, because this guy was a potential defense player of the year candidate. Obviously, that fell uh, short. Uh, went to the New England uh, Patriots. As uh, we uh, as we uh, found out uh, at the NFL award ceremony the day before the Super Bowl. As uh, that was uh, Stefan Gilmore, who uh, actually was able to get it. And uh, Stephon Gilmore, I mean, definitely uh, deserving of that. I mean, he helped uh, keep that Patriots uh, defense intact when you uh, looked at it. I mean, who's a quarterback uh, for the Patriots and what he was able to do. I mean, he did, he did a lot of damage, I think. I mean, he's playing with a master line like Bill Belichick. So, again, where does uh, right now T.J. Watt, his his market value is not uh, on there, but you gotta be looking. It's gotta probably be like around a little bit more than Bud Dupree, in my opinion. It has to be. It has to probably. It's gotta probably be looking when you look at like the top uh, linebackers who are being uh, paid. I mean, in the NFL. I mean, like, where's uh, T.J. Uh, Watt rank? I mean, as far as in that. I mean, you got, like, uh, right now, Khalil Mack. He's the number one outside linebacker with the Chicago Bears. He's making $23.5 million, who's been a defensive player of the year, along with Von Miller, who's also had that honor, Chandler Jones, Zadarius Smith, Shaquille Barrett, Bud Dupree. So I'm looking at a guy like, uh, like T.J. Watt. And I'm I'm probably looking at it right now. I mean, like I said, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll probably compare him to like around the guy like uh, Chandler Jones, in my opinion, who signed a five-year, eighty-three million dollars. I would not be surprised. I mean, T.J. Watt thinks himself a little bit more around there. I would say maybe make him for that. You probably gotta keep it. I probably do a five million for five years. When we look at it, which would be about seventeen million dollars. I wonder if he's gonna command that much for this season. Those are things we have to pay attention to. I mean, he's he's coming off of a real big mad peaking year for this team, and considering the fact that. You obviously were doing it without your star quarterback in Ben Brosberg. You had the defense who really had the captain of the ship. I mean, tr playing tremendously right there. And just and him and Bud Dupree clicking the way they do. I just feel you had to really uh, think about that stuff. Keep that stuff in the consideration right there. I'm sure he's going to be bringing that to the bargaining table when it comes time to negotiating a new deal an agreement instead of receiving the franchise tag the franchise tag he'll probably get like around the same maybe I would say 
like what Bud Dupree is looking to get offered. That would just uh, be my opinion here. Again, let's get ready to take some comments again. If you guys want to like, if you guys want to feel free and join in on the Mass Joe podcast, the number we reach is 312-209-2232. Again, that's 312-209-2232. You can follow me again on Twitter at Project Richie. You could also, uh, like I said, you can follow me at Mastil CJR, at Ondex CSR, Instagram, Proj Richie, Mastil Nation, at Ondex CSR, YouTube channel, Mastil Podcast, and of course, Mixcloud for all the latest Mastil po- I mean, podcast, Charles Prodigy, Richie. And I uh, just want to say, Becky, thank you very much for joining in as always here. Uh, look, look at some other notes here as uh, we look at it uh, for right now. I mean, remember Ryan Shazier, he got re- he got placed on the reserved and retired list. Uh, this is reported by Steelers writer Teresa Varley, who can be followed on Twitter at Teresa underscore Varley. His uh, placement on the injured, reserve and injured list, according to Kevin Colbert, serves as a matter of protocol to ensure his continued inclusion within our organization moving forward in his professional career. And quote, said Steeler GM and Vice President Kevin Colbert. Also, Art Rooney was chiming in on that. He was also saying Ryan is going to make some decisions on his future at some point. I don't want to speak for Ryan. He knows we want him to continue to be a part of the Steelers organization in some capacity. And like I said, he's been a great recovery story. Uh, you know, it's 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 still been a bad dream, I think, for me too, as as a fan, uh, watching this guy. And he got hurt the same year I got his jersey uh, back in September of that year. And it's just uh, really, I mean, it just really just goes to show you how dangerous the sport can be, how much these guys lay on the line for these fans, and what they do on a day in day out basis. And like I said, I think more than likely, I'm not sure, you know, a couple of years ago, I really thought he was going to be coming back. I think right now, you really have to look at right now, you know what, just just stay where you're at. Just, I mean, I wouldn't put it past me. He tries to make a comeback, but health is definitely of the essence. I don't want to slam the door on his career, but I think just him just being a presence, like, on the field and with his teammates where it be like an assistant coach or like a spokesman for the franchise, I think that's that stuff speaks more volumes, I mean, than anything. And I, I really do. I just think for right now, I think that's where his purpose is going to serve. And we shall see how that goes. But I'm looking at a man right here who, like I said, who's really given everything. He's, he's taught a big lesson to a lot of people who he's touched along the way. I mean, where it's just being a role model or just uh, being a guy who has no quit. I mean, definitely it's a lot more mental than anything when you really look at a guy like Ryan Shazier's career here. And I just really like to think, I mean, what's the decision going to be? And I really would like to see him just be like a spokesman or assistant coach. I really think he could be an assistant coach. I got to believe he had a hand in really uh, helping with the selection of a guy like Devin Bush right here. I mean, when, when you uh, brought him over to the Steelers, trade up for him in the draft, and bam, look at what happened here. 
I mean, you definitely have a guy who's drawing comparisons to the way Shazier is playing. It just, I, I, I really believe right now he is going to be a spokesperson, and a great role model, and a ambassador for this franchise. I think if anything more, I mean, still, I mean, if that's the way it's got to be. I am, I am fine with that. I rather just see this guy be healthy and living a happy, pain-free, and peace life. I mean, especially being married, having kids. He's he's got a lot of blessings, a lot of things going for him. Again, definitely don't want to speak for the man, but I just wish him all the best right now. Uh, and since we're on this topic, Ryan Shazier, do you got any favorite memories of him being as a Steelers being drafted six years ago when he came over to the Steelers back in the 2014 draft out of Ohio State University, right here, a Buckeye. I mean, who's uh, done very successful, I mean, in his time here with the Steelers and everything was about the embodiment. I just feel with him, I mean, yeah, look at right now, I mean, this is a guy who just wants to send a big-time message and just continue to be a big brother to this organization. So let's look at some other notes right now. I mean, I think first, my favorite memory of him would probably have to be in the 2016 uh, Christmas game. Of course, Antonio Brown got the game-winning touchdown. I mean, the immaculate extension, but... Ryan Shazier also made the game-sealing interception against the Ravens that put the game away for good and definitely officially allowed the Steelers to clinch to the AFC North uh, for the first time since uh, 2014. And it was also the debut of their color rush uniform. So if I have one special memory of Ryan Shazier, it'll be that game right there. That game right there. I mean, just having that game-sealing interception. Kind of like how you would say, I guess, like Troy Palomalo, even though it's on a different level, him getting a pick six against the Ravens in the 2008 AFC Championship game where number 43 took the Steelers to Super Bowl 43. I think stuff like that will always stick in my in my uh, craw right there and memory. And uh, I always remember this guy for a lot. I mean, for, for this uh, organization. I mean, he's definitely did a lot more than that. And let's get ready to go with some other notes here. Also, too, uh, on the free agency for the Steelers right now, you also got former defensive end and nose tackle Brett Kiesel, who's having a little bit of fun trying to lure uh, T.J. Watt's older brother, J.J. Watt, over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. As you know, I mean, Brett Kiesel, I mean, the guy who just actually completed his uh, Sharing the Beer uh, charity for uh, cancer at the UPMC Hospital. I mean, this guy right here, when we uh, looked at it, and uh, Brett Kiesel right now trying to coax uh, TJ Watt. He tweeted out to JJ Watt, at JJ Watt on Twitter, uh, at BKiesel99. He, he said... You know, right now, 99 is open. Then you had J.J. Watt respond to him, does a beer come with it? And Brett Kiesel's response is probably not. Tire shot with your brothers, however. And I think that was very cool right there. Can you imagine if the Steelers were to get a guy like J.J. Watt on this team? 
I mean, for right now, I'm not really uh, seeing it as of yet, but I'm I'm looking at the Steelers right now as we uh, look at it. I'm not sure how they're able to be able to pull it off. They got to definitely free up a lot more salary cap space right now. As we take a look at the updated uh, salary cap space, I'm looking at Spotrack right now, and the estimated uh, cap space uh, so far they're at three point two zero million dollars hold on let's take a look real quick we'll look at over the cap real quick.com while we're uh, on the issue of salary cash space okay so right now the Steelers uh, cap space is currently 8.21 million dollars according to over, over the cap.com top 51 they are under it at about at about $2 million, just $199.91. So about, I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, pretty uh, close right now. But, I mean, like, like I said, you, I mean, you look at that right there. It seems like uh, you would think they're uh, under it at that point. As uh, we uh, look at it, I mean, Steelers, they definitely uh, got some work to do, obviously, as uh, we uh, think about right now. I mean, according to OverTheCap.com, uh, the Steelers right now, including the top 51, a little bit thrown off, though, but it's like about a little over $8 million right now. And that's about it. And and aside from that too, it's like they're still about like three million dollars, like uh, shy of the getting under. So it's still over like three million dollars right now. At this uh, point, I'm not. I'm not. And that's why I'm saying I'm just JJ Watt. I think it'd be a nice pipe dream, but I'm not sure if he would be a guy that would be able to come over right now. I just feel right now when we look at it, it's definitely got a lot more stuff, a lot more looking in the mirror right now. I mean, Ben Rosper had to like uh, restructure uh, his contract uh, from from the reports that I was throwing out out there. We're gonna get to that in just a second here. I mean, Ben Rosper, you knew it was gonna be inevitable since he signed his uh, two year extension last year for a three year uh, deal that he was gonna have his contract come down. I'm not really surprised. Knew that was going to happen. And we're going to get into what exactly he did as a base of salary here on this. And Ben Rosberger right now. And uh, and the news that was reported uh, according to the Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette which is uh, by uh, Jerry uh, Dulac right now. Or not the Pittsburgh Post. Is that, uh, let's go uh, Triple I, I mean. Uh, Joe Rudder right now. So he uh, has 
million base salary and twelve and a half million roster bonus converted into a signing bonus that will spread over the two years remaining on his contract. A restructure will provide a nine point nine eight million dollar in cap relief for two thousand and twenty. So I mean that that's good right there. I mean Ben Roster right here. I think definitely doing the noble thing here. I think he's uh, definitely uh, keeping that in mind. I mean, this is a guy who's still thinking like a team guy right here, still making sacrifices of his own too. But right now, I, I think that that's the only thing. The Steelers. I mean, a lot of people are really like uh, being a little bit interested right now. I mean, how many like teams like the Ravens, the Browns? Expecting the Browns probably to, like be back a little bit better than the Steelers, but we shall see. I mean, look at last year, for example. I mean, signing guys like Odell Beckham Jr. And who else they had on there? I mean, some uh, guys they had on here. And not only that, you also had Kareem Hunt, too, who who they picked up. And it just it just comes with, like, attitude and, like, uh, focus right now with the support for a guy like Baker Mayfield. I, I'm still not buying into them until they show me otherwise how it converts into the regular season. I just feel what you have to do for right now, you have to be a little bit more uh, patient and a lot more than that. So now let's uh, get ready to get into it. Let's get into some uh, fair or foul right now. Uh, let's get into it right now. Fair or foul topic number one, Steelers roll draft offensive line. I'll still say foul on that one. It's going to be whoever's available, like uh, Craig Wolfley would always say. I mean, he, who's even said that on Steelers Live. And I, I'm just not sure right now at the Steelers in a while, like, uh, go away from that. I mean, if he, it's the offensive line is still doable. But like I said, definitely keeping Ben Rosberg healthy and on his feet uh, is definitely a big thing right here. I think it definitely helps a lot. You still got a guy like Kevin Colbert around the pitcher who can still make a lot of stuff out of nothing and turn things in the lemonade here. So not really ready to give up on that. I'm not sure who they could probably like trade. But I'm not really too upset with a guy like uh, Roosevelt Knicks guy who had a knee injury and stuff. You gotta figure I mean another thing too, the pro the Steelers probably gonna be looking at him as probably like injury prone later on towards the end of his career. So I think there's a little bit of fear in that. I mean when you pay a guy like Derek Wild, a little bit of extra and stuff, money like that is expected to happen right there as uh, we look at it here. And that's going to do it for this edition here of the Mastiel uh, podcast. As, uh, as well, you can f- catch me every Mondays and Wednesdays at 6 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I apologize, everyone, for the late start, but glad to have you on board here. And uh, we'll continue to keep you posted. I'll continue to be on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me. You can follow me again at Project Richie, at Steel CJR, at Ondex CSR, Instagram, at Project Richie, at Steel Nation, at Ondex CSR, my YouTube channel, which I stream live on, Steel Podcast, and of course, for all the latest. Mastio and, and on deck on ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com podcast. Charles Prodigy Richie. As always, leave you 
Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, sirs. Here we go. I gone. <laughs>